Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of a Ken and father of five sons. Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. This is the place where young men come to learn what it means to be a man after God's own heart. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. And our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to be the men that God created them to be. So roll up your sleeves, gentlemen, and gird up. It's time to get to work. All right, fellows, you are listening to and watching Third Up. This is the Agogi. It's the place where young men learn to be the men that God created them to be. First off, sorry about all the background noise. It is stinking hot out here in Minnesota right now. Um, and so all the air conditioners are plugged in and everything. So there's a little bit of extra background noise. So if that's bothering you, I apologize. Um, hopefully it'll cool down. We won't have to have those on in the studio anymore. But, I mean, it's running. Both of them are running full blast, and I'm still sweating. So we're just gonna make do the way it is. Um, first off, before we get started, shout out to Lion of Judah Clothing for this awesome T-shirt. Check this thing out. It's the God is greater than the ups and downs um, logo on the back side. There's a Lion of Judah logo. It's huge. It's a great shirt. It's definitely in my vibes. Um, I'll make sure I put a link in the bio down there. Go buy a good T-shirt. I, so my theory on T-shirt. Well, first of all, check out how big my arms look in this shirt. Anyway, um, that's not what I was going to say, though. Uh, I personally, my goal is to be a walking billboard everywhere I go for Jesus. And I mean that figuratively, like my actions should be a walking billboard for Jesus. But I also legitimately want to look like a Christian. Like I want to have Christian slogans on me. I want to. I don't wear jewelry. I don't do any of that. So um, for me, it's T-shirts that have messages on them. Um, I, a couple of years ago, I was at a um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes event. And they had this big discount rack full of T-shirts. I think I bought every single XL T-shirt they had um, because I, I, I just want those messages out there for the world. I want people to look at me, see what's on my shirt, see the way I behave, and then be drawn closer to my Savior. And so uh, that's part of the reason why the I made shirts for the show, too. I don't make any profit, really, on those shirts at all. And I give so many of them away. It's ridiculous. Um, but I want people to see the shirts, ask questions, and know more about their Savior. And that's the whole point behind them. So... Um, this is a great t-shirt. It's really simple, really clean. Um, pretty much anything that they put out is definitely my style. There's not a lot of really good Christian t-shirts out there, um, that are stylish and good. Um, there's a lot that are really like, uh, kitschy or just like poorly designed or are like so high end fashion that they're going to be out of style in a couple of years. Well, these aren't going to do that. These are going to be vibes for a long time. So, um, I'll, like I said, I'll put the link in the bio down below or not in the bio, but in the description down below. Um, and big shout out to episode sponsor, um, 
they are jumping into the summer season here, and there's a whole bunch of young interns heading out to the city of Milwaukee um, to be chaplains this year. So big prayers out to Pastor Steinberg and your crew doing the things that you do. Thanks for putting out your podcast as well. Uh, that's the Christ for Disciples podcast and uh, helping people be better parents, better teachers, and better people interacting with kids. Um, today's episode is all about high expectations. The idea that expectations for men in this world, particularly young men, are way too low. I mean, the expectations for men in general right now are pretty much like, don't be a dick. Um, that's pretty much the way you know, the world talks to men. Like, be nice. That's the expectation for men. Um, and at, at face value, that seems like it might not be such a bad thing. But if that's all that's expected of us as men, that means that people don't think we're worth very much. That there's not a lot of value in manhood and in masculinity. And even among church-going people, that oftentimes is kind of the vibe that's going around. Um, and, and expectations for young people also are just super low right now. Wanda and I are reading a book called uh, Do Hard Things. Um, and, dude, the... The expectations for young people in America, especially right now, are just insanely low. And you can talk about why that is or um, what makes what sets certain families apart and why the expectations are so much higher. You can talk about all that. But really, that doesn't matter so much as recognizing that young people have potential to do amazing things in the name of the Lord and do amazing things in their own lives and be very productive members of their families and societies. Um, but right now, the expectation for high school students is pretty much like, hey, don't fail. You know, don't screw it up. And so you essentially have an adult body and even pretty close to an adult mind with the expectations of a child. Um, and like I said, we don't aim very high. The, the, <laughs> the aiming point for young men in America right now is pretty much like, so actually I'm going to pull these right out of it. So don't be a rapist is one of them, right? Like teach boys not to be rapists. Like, well, that's good. We shouldn't be raping people. Uh, that's I, we could all get down with that, but shouldn't the expectation be be a man after God's own heart, be the best husband you can be, uh, and even when you're 16, 17 years old, you can already start doing the things that make you the best husband you can be. We've talked about that a whole bunch of times. It doesn't I don't have to be married to start living out my calling as a devoted and loving husband. I'm gonna keep my heart pure. I'm gonna treat all the women I date with respect. I'm gonna learn to respect my mother. I'm gonna learn to treat women with love and respect, to understand them a little bit better, so that that day when the Lord does give me my Ezer Konegdo, my helpmate suitable, my other half, right? When that day comes, I'm prepared for it. And I can start being a faithful husband long before I ever meet the girl I'm going to marry. Okay? But there are expectations for boys aren't that. Those aren't our expectations for boys in general right now in the world. Our expectations for boys are don't be a rapist. Don't be a dick. Try not to suck. Now, I have a great t-shirt that I wear all the time that says try not to suck on it. But the context is different. Oh, I probably should have worn that today. Oh, well. The context for that is different. The context there was, hey, you are an awesome baseball player. Okay, you're an awesome baseball player. You are incredibly gifted, and you are ready for the major leagues. So all you need to do is go out there, be a championship level player. If you don't, if you don't suck, if you don't stink, you'll be just fine. That's a whole different set of expectations than the idea that hey, um, just try not to be bad. Just try to be nice. If that's all we can expect of boys, of course boys are going to do nothing, right? Um, the statistics in the world right now on boys, uh, boys are significantly behind girls in every level of academia. Uh, boys are st statistically way behind girls in college uh, acceptance rate and graduation rate, in high school graduation rate, and high school GPA. 
everywhere across the board. But you don't hear that narrative because it doesn't hit, hit the political narrative, right? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be supporting girls. I think this is an awesome time in America to be a girl, frankly. Um, and it's wonderful, and it should be celebrated, and I am all for uh, empowerment of women. I think I've heard the phrase over and over again, Jesus was the first feminist, and you that's absolutely right. He was. He was empowering women in ways no one had before him. Okay, But that doesn't mean that Christianity fits nicely into the box of modern American feminism. It's almost anti-feminism, the way that it's developed in America right now. That's not what I'm talking about today, though. We need to celebrate women, but not at the expense of high expectations for boys. Um, all of these ideas, the, the, the don't be a rapist, don't be a dick, try not to suck, all those are super lowball goals. Like, that is low-hanging fruit. That's like the basic expectations for human behavior. Like, if you're a human being, you innately just ought to act this way. God has made us this way. This is what we should do. That's not, a, that's not an expectation. That's just nature. It is an expectation. But those expectations are way too low. There's just basic decency that everyone can be expected of. Like, you don't even, ah, there's nothing there for boys to reach after. So instead, we're going to set our, set our sights a little bit higher. And I think the best place to set our sights is fruits of the Spirit, right? Um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. If I can do those things, I might not be very nice all the time. I sh- actually will be nice most of the time. But nice is a passive idea, right? So being a nice boy is a passive idea. It's you sitting back and trying not to rock the boat. That's not what we do. That's not the example that Jesus set for us. Instead, we're supposed to be good, gentle, kind, joyful, faithful, self-controlled. Those are the things we should set our minds to. And those are things that we can never really, truly, fully accomplish as sinners, which make them great goals because it's something I'm going to be pursuing my entire life. And I can make progress. I can get better. I can get closer. But it's something that will never be complete until I sit in my heavenly home with my heavenly father. And if that's the case, well, that makes it a great goal. I call those BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. Right? The fruits of the Spirit is what we should be aiming for as young men. One of my favorite passages comes from the book of Isaiah, um, where it sets the idea of um, Christian men and women being oaks of righteousness. And I, I love the passage, and I love the idea. And it talks about how the Lord is turning um, the hearts of the people back to himself and turning them into oaks of righteousness. And part of the reason why I love this analogy, I love this metaphor, uh, because oak trees are not young trees. If you're, gonna, like, if you're familiar with oak trees at all, you can plant an oak tree. Um, but it's not going to get its full height in your lifetime. Okay, If you're planting an oak tree, you're planting an oak tree for the next generation because it will not get to its full height and full age in your lifetime. Um, oak trees, if they're going to reach full maturity, it's going to take 100 years or more to do that. They're going to grow and they're going to grow and they're going to grow and they're going to get very big, but they will not reach their full potential, their full height, their full growth for 100 years. Okay, So if the Lord is saying that we're going to be oaks of righteousness, first of all, he's saying it's going to be a life long endeavor to grow that big. You're not going to turn that way overnight. You're not going to become an oak of righteousness overnight. It's going to take a whole lifetime's worth of focus and diligent work to become an oak of righteousness. Right? And that's not something you can do overnight. That's something that's going to take daily prayer. It's going to take daily repentance. It's going to take daily forgiveness of the people around you. It's going to take constant prayer every day, every day of your life for an entire lifetime for you to get there. And it's not something you're necessarily going to recognize in yourself. It's not even something people are going to notice over time. But 
when you look back on your life, you'll see where you started, where you've gone, where you've come. When your grandchildren look up to you, they'll see the same. And they will know that you spent your life living for the Lord. The other thing I love about this analogy is that there are lots and lots and lots of acorns that fall out of a tree every year. Think about the, if you ever walked under an oak tree in the middle. Okay, MLC has this awesome grove of oak trees outside of the Chapel of the Christ. Right? And this fall, they set out, because of all the COVID guidelines, they were encouraging people to eat outside. And they set a bunch of picnic tables underneath these oak trees. And for about a month... Um, during the fall this year, sitting underneath those oak trees was it was half entertaining and half dangerous because you'd be sitting there eating your lunch or studying or whatever it is, and you just hear plop, plop, clunk, plop as the acorns fall from the tree, especially if it was a windy day. Acorns are just falling from the tree and landing on people and hitting them in the head and all that kind of stuff. It's also kind of funny to see couples out there um, being obnoxious and, and there's just acorns dropping on top of them. It gave me great joy. But the... Think about how many acorns fall out of a single oak tree every single year. And then think about the number of oak trees there are in the United States. There's a big difference between the two. There are probably, I would guess, billions, if not at least millions, if not billions, of acorns that fall to the ground every single year. But how many of those acorns grow into giant oak trees. Well, giant oak trees are rare and beautiful. They wouldn't be rare and beautiful if every single one of those acorns grew up. There's a whole lot of people who have some faith, who but they're, they're baptized, they go to Christian schools, you know, they put Christian on their dating profile, right? They have a Bible passage in their Instagram handle. But do they ever grow into oaks of righteousness? No. We need to make those oaks of righteousness a lot less rare. All right? And only a great oak of righteousness can drop enough acorns that will create a whole grove of, of oak trees. Okay? Only a full, mature, grown oak tree is going to produce life for others. Right? Only a mature and strong oak tree that's matured over time with a lot of hard work and dedication is going to be able to drop life around it. And the same is true for us. If we're going to share the gospel message the way we hope we will, the way we want to, the way we've been commanded to, especially in the last chapter of Matthew, we're going to need to be mature in our faith. And it's it's good to witness. You should go and witness and speak the truth of lo- in love, and you should um, be out in the world so that you can see the sinfulness of the world and talk to sinful people. But the most important part of being a witness is being rock-solid secure in your faith. You shouldn't have to talk about Jesus for people to see Jesus. Every pore of your body should exude Jesus all the time. And if you're going to make that happen, it's going to take a lot of dedicated and concentrated effort over a lot of years. If you're going to be an oak of righteousness, you need to act like an oak of righteousness right now so that you grow into one in the future. Okay. When you are young, it's very easy to forget that your life is a body of work and not just the things you accomplish, right? I think when we're older, it's easier to look back on our lives and recognize that good things take time, right? I think when we're older, it's easier to look um, at the things around us and recognize that we put a lot of work in and earned the right to be where we are, or on the opposite, we've been lazy for a long time and that's why I ended up where we are. I think as young people, it's a lot harder to recognize that our lives are a body of work. And so... 
as young people who recognize, who have a hard time recognizing that, a lot of times I think we don't try new things and we don't take risks because we think that later on things are going to get easier. We think that there's going to be an appropriate time to start something. We think that there's going to be um, a day later on where things are going to be easier. And there are certainly stages and seasons of life um, that we should consider when we do things, right? In the book of Ecclesiastes, God talks about the idea that there's a time to mourn, a time to have joy, a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to uh, make life and take life and all that kind of stuff, right? But if you wait your entire life for the situation to be just right before you do things, you're never going to get where you're going. If you see a beautiful girl and you say, ah, I'm not quite in a good enough shape yet to ask her out, bro, you're never going to ask her out. If you want to start your company and you're like, ah, I just, I don't quite have enough training yet, bro, you're never going to have enough training. You're never going to be completely prepared. If you say, no, we're not going to have kids yet. We just need a little bit more time to mature, bro. You're never going to be mature enough. It's never going to happen. You need to start doing hard things now and challenging yourself now so that you can grow into an oak of righteousness. If you don't grow and intentionally grow and intentionally do things that are difficult and hard, those things will never become easier so you can do other hard things. Okay? One of my favorite Bible passages comes from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. It says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and impurity. It does not matter how young you are. It doesn't matter if you don't think you're prepared. It doesn't matter if you don't think you have the skill set. It doesn't matter if you uh, have some doubters or some haters. It doesn't matter if the situation isn't quite right. Go do the things the Lord has laid on your heart to do. Talk to your Heavenly Father every single day, and He will give you purpose and direction. When you have found your purpose and direction, follow it. Go do it and stop waiting for the right time. If the Lord has laid it on your heart, it will be the right time. If the Lord has not laid it on your heart, it will not succeed. You'll be fine. And there will be something else the Lord lays on your heart. But you cannot wait until you are old to start growing into the man that you want to be. Right now. You have to go right now. Set the expectations high for yourself and for the dudes around you. So that when the day comes... And we are the leaders in our congregations. We are the leaders in our churches, the leaders in our families. When the day comes where the buck doesn't go past us, we no longer have an older generation to lean on. We won't be the oaks we need to be if we don't go through growing pains now. So, fellas, talk to your Heavenly Father every single day. And then go and do what he asks you to do and do it now. Don't wait. Get on the horse. Get growing. If you want to be an oak of righteousness in 50, 60, 70 years, you got to put the work in now so you can grow. God bless you all. Go do something special today. Go be the men that God created you to be. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, and publishing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. We hope it helps you along your journey to be a man after God's own heart. Be sure to check out the Gird Up channel on YouTube. There you will find many podcast episodes just like this one, but you will also find exclusive video content geared at helping you be the man that God created you to be by introducing you to other godly men, 
teaching you how to behave, study, dress, act, eat, and live like a man of God, and you'll find devotions to help you grow in faith. Please consider supporting Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping in the online store at girdupministries.com, or by making a $5 cup of coffee donation at girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure that you like, follow, friend, and subscribe to Gird Up and our guests on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Those links are in the description. And as always, we'll be praying for you on your journey. Blessings, men. Time to gird up and go be the man that God created you to be.